Welcome back to Hot 16, the number one hip-hop podcast in the world. I'm your host, Dateline J, and uh, we got a couple things to talk about this week, but before we do that, we do always have a little bit of housekeeping. As you guys know, you can follow me on social media at Stateline J. That's all one word, J-A-Y. Uh, and you can follow, um, and you can email the show at hot16show at gmail.com if you have any questions or anything you want me to touch on um, in particular. Make sure you guys are following at you ever heard of. That's the letter U ever heard of uh, for all the latest hip-hop and army artists you may not know that you need to know it used to be a segment here on the podcast way back when it is now a website so you can follow uh, that website on on instagram and you can also visit the website at youeverheardof.com i'm gonna dive right in because i've been gone for a couple weeks and i'm gonna dive right in to talk about two topics mainly today uh really three i'm gonna touch on black's album a little bit um, we're going to talk about Lil Wayne's Carter Five, uh, but first I want to talk about Kanye West, and not in the sense that a lot of people are talking about Kanye West. I feel like a lot of people are discussing Kanye West and his antics and trying to make sense of it and trying to and, and reacting emotionally about um, the things that he said or tweeted or done or will do or thought thought about doing, whatever is happening in his life. Um, I'm not here to discuss those things because to be real, I don't care. And I don't think you should care either. And, and on top of that, I I don't even pay attention to the things that he says and does. Usually the way that I hear about these things, um, are secondhand because I'm on Instagram and someone reposts something and I see people reacting to, to these things that they're reposting or people are sharing these things on their story or, I'm, you know, on Twitter and people are retweeting the things that he says. And my thing is, it's not important enough for us to react anymore. We have seen that this is either a um, cry for attention um, or that he simply is lost. And you know what? Either way, I don't give a fuck. I don't care if he just wants attention. I'm not going to give it to him. I don't care if you know, um, he really is lost because at this point, there's nothing you guys or we can say or do to bring him out of whatever mind state he's currently in. At the end of the day, that's a full grown man and he's going to make the decisions that he chooses to make. And that's cool. If if people are are going in a direction that we don't align with, we don't have to we don't have to acknowledge them and, and we can move on and speak with our dollars. Right. Stop buying Yeezy. Stop buying his albums, his trash albums on top of that. Stop, like, just stop supporting it. Because I really believe that people like him, attention seekers in general, all right? Attention seekers, their goal is to get attention, obviously, right? They don't care what kind of attention it is. They just want attention. It's kind of like when you're watching a boxing match, right? Before the lead up to, you know, leading up to the boxing match, People, you know, they do the weigh-in and everybody is just being fake mad at the weigh-in and they fake fighting at the weigh-in. It's really just to get attention so that when the fight actually happens, you feel like you're really, you're more invested because you think something's, something egregious is going to take place, right? And you feel like these two gentlemen really hate each other or two women really hate each other. So you're going to tune in even more because, you know, you saw the weigh-in and they hate each other at the weigh-in. All Kanye is asking for is attention. Anybody that's like that, they just want your attention. So when you give it to them... You're doing exactly what they ask, right? It's just marketing at its best. At the end of the day, whether he believes what he believes or not, it's still marketing. My man has an album coming out that was supposed to come out last weekend, uh, and then it didn't. And then Kim came out and said it was coming out in Thanksgiving, like the day after Thanksgiving. I don't know. Who gives a fuck at this point? The man hasn't made a good out, like a real good album, in a very long time. 
Now we can try and force ourselves to say that we like uh, Life of Pablo, but if we keep it a buck, no one's playing that shit right now. Okay, so the man hasn't made good music in quite some time. And what I see is somebody that's desperate for attention and desperate for clicks and desperate for coverage. So the best thing that we can do to help ourselves and our own sanity is to ignore him and hope that he goes away. That's all we can do at this point. And that's what I'm encouraging everybody to do. This, this podcast or this, this segment of this show is not about him. It's about what we can do to make him go away. Right. So media outlets, stop interviewing him. Stop asking to interview him. TMZ, ignore him. Stop letting him come up to TMZ and talk his shit. SNL, stop having him on TV. Right. We need to stop giving this life so it can just die. Right. We are we are in charge here. We, the consumers, are in charge here. And if we speak with our pockets and decide that we're not going to support this anymore, it won't happen. I really believe it just won't happen anymore. All right. Now, let's move on to some music, some stuff that actually is important. Black. Uh, it's been a couple weeks since East Atlanta Love Letter uh, came out uh, a couple uh, weeks ago. And man, I don't man. Man, if you if you haven't listened to this album yet, you're really missing out. This might be this might this might be a little bit of a hot take I'm about to say, but this might be the best album of the year. And I don't know I don't know how far off base I am by saying that. I don't know if there's anybody that's listening to this in their car, or at their desk, um, or at home, and, and and agreeing or disagreeing with me. But this might be the best album I've heard all year. Now, mind you, I've been a, in a very uh, moody R&B mood lately. I don't know what's going on. I've been listening to a lot of a lot of R&B, and I'm not really sure why. Uh, but it's been a lot of good music. There's been a lot of good R&B that's come out uh, from males and females. But uh, this Black album is, is has really spoke to me, um, spoken to me, spoke to the grammar nerds. You guys can correct me. It's really been speaking to me, though, because, you know, I can identify anybody that's been in any type of relationship, whether it was a healthy or unhealthy relationship. You can relate to this album. Um, he touches on a lot of topics uh you know, ranging that anybody that's been in a relationship has gone through at some point in their lives. And it's, it's highly relatable. The music is great. The writing is amazing. And a lot of times on a second album, people want to ask, oh, well, is it as good as the first one? And this is the first time I, I like I can't even answer that question. At the end of the day, these two albums are so different, but they complement each other so well. If that makes any sense, like they're they're both just quality albums and i i love uh free black um that was an album that i still listen to and i listened to a lot leading up to this one and i love east atlanta love letter just as much and but they're completely different albums i don't you know they're not they're not in the same um vein in terms of topics or uh thematically uh but you do get the same moodiness the same vibe but it's just a, it's, they're just different albums and i like them both for different reasons uh, so I'm not here to tell you which one is better than the other, but I will say if you like the first one, you will thoroughly enjoy this one. Um, standout tracks obviously is going to be the title track. Um, I love Disconnect as well, and uh, obviously there's a song on there with J Cole, um, which I'm spacing on the name right now. Give me one second while I look it up. Um, but yeah, overall this album is um, very, very, uh, very enjoyable. So if you have not heard East Atlanta Love Letter. Uh, you are you you need to uh, do yourself a favor and check that out right now. OK, now, last week we did have Carter five finally come out. After, you know, the week before we live in an era right now where artists just make outlandish remarks and say my album is dropping this Friday 
and then we get to Friday and that shit don't come out. Like that's been happening a lot lately. And I don't know. I don't know what we got to do to get that to stop because I really don't like that. I don't like that. Don't I'd rather you just surprise me like how Beyonce always want to do. Just surprise me then. Don't tell me it's coming out on a specific day and get us excited about that day. You know, cancel plans. Maybe you make plans because he's like, yeah, we about to be banging that wheezy on the way to the club or whatever. Like, don't do that. Don't play with my emotions like that. Like, if you say album's coming out, bring that shit out. Otherwise, don't say nothing and surprise me. Right. We all like a pleasant surprise. Uh, So it didn't come out last weekend, two weekends ago, but it did come out this past Friday. Um, congratulations to him because it's been a long time coming as you guys, anybody that's been following this story knows that, um, we've been waiting for this album for, uh, about five, six years now. <laughs> and, uh, it's gone through a lot of different variations. The story has changed so much to where, where we thought we were never going to get it. We thought it was going to be like detox and it was just never going to come out. Uh, but we did get it. And apparently according to a lot of, uh, sites, apparently it's going to, it's on pace to, to uh, reach 400 million, 400 plus million uh, streams in the first week, which is going to be the third largest streaming week ever, which is amazing. And so congratulations to him. Um, Drake Scorpion holds the number one spot for those wondering. And Post Malone is at 431. Drake is at 749 uh, for first week stream. So this will be a great win for Wayne, who's who's had um, some strange years um, recently. And I'm happy to see that. We got an album from him uh, that, you know, obviously a lot of the songs are a little older, uh, but it didn't sound too dated. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. You know, when it comes to the to the actual music, those that have listened to Hot 16 long enough, you've probably heard some of my opinions on Wayne. And I'm not I'm not going to sit here and say I'm the biggest Lil Wayne fan in the world because I'm not. But I did grow up on Wayne. Right. If you're in my age bracket, you grew up. Uh, on Wayne he was probably like one of the first rappers that were like my favorite artists you know being in middle school and the hot boys being out and being hot like I've been a fan uh, since then and so now I'm not gonna sit here and say he's my favorite rapper still but I I always pay attention to what he does because at one point and you know one thing you can't deny is that he is he has been the most consistent artist probably of our generation not necessarily making excellent music forever but just the fact that he's been able to continuously stay relevant for this long, right? You never really had a drought um, where you felt like you missed him because he was always present, whether it's on a feature, whether it's on the mixtape circuit. Like his love for just rapping and the art of rap is very apparent uh, throughout his career. And so that's one thing you can't take away from him. He is a legend. He's very influential. All these artists that are out today, you could say, you know, have the, the majority of the credit to give to him because, you know, we're getting all these artists that are not only is their work ethic crazy, right? Even if you don't like the music that's coming out, we can't ignore the work ethic of a lot of the younger artists, right? They're very, very, um, very consistently putting out music. Um, and you got to thank Wayne for that. He's always been that way. Um, in addition to that, the sounds, uh, changing the landscape of music, uh, Wayne has done that. So, you can't overlook his legend or his legendary status from that standpoint. Now, one thing I used to always kind of be upset with Wayne was, was that I always felt like he would waste verses sometimes. Like we, he, he would be out so many times. We would hear him so much that either he was running out of things to say or he just didn't care sometimes. Like he would approach verses with just such like mediocrity sometimes and I would get annoyed by that. But um, 
I'm happy to say on this album, I didn't get that. I didn't get any. I felt like he really cared. Now, mostly on his albums, he takes those a lot more serious. So he he's never really like wasting verses on his albums. But I was impressed to hear Wayne in a more mature light. And that's one thing I've been very impressed with with a lot of artists today is that a lot of the artists that I grew up on, they're growing up with their audience very well. And they're discussing things on their on their albums today that they weren't discussing on their albums 10 years ago. And that might seem like something so small, but as a fan of, of art and as a fan of artists that are vulnerable and as a fan of artists that are true and real, that's that's the greatest thing that you can be, in my opinion. And I love to hear artists maturing and not rapping about the exact same things on every song that they would rap about when they were 22 and 23, 24. Like you want to see your favorite artists evolve. I remember reading um, somebody, some some girl, I can't remember the, the entire story, but I remember a lady tweeting about Nicki Minaj and how she's damn near 40 and still rapping about fucking and money. <laughs> and, um, and I'm paraphrasing. I don't remember the exact tweet, but you know, and I remember Nikki kind of like getting mad at her, coming back at her, but that's such a real thing, right? I don't want to hear your grown ass talking about the same things you was talking about when I was 24, 25, because mentally I'm in a different headspace, right? Mentally, I'm not going through the same things that I was going through when I was 22, 23, and I know you aren't either. So don't sit here and act like life is just the exact same as it was. Granted, your life is going to be different from mine from the standpoint of celebrity that you're in, but don't act like nothing real has happened to you over the last 10, 15 years, <laughs> you know? So I like hearing that Wayne is, is in a much more mature pocket. He talks, he's much more introspective um, and, he, and he's rapping his ass off. So I'm, I was very happy to hear that on this album. Um, my favorite song on the album, I think is everybody's favorite song. The feature with Kendrick Lamar, Mona Lisa. Great storytelling. I think both of them, I love the approach both of them took on this track. And I was, this was the one song I played multiple times when I first listened to the album. It took me a while to get through the album, which is very long, and I'll talk about that in a second. But um, I, I kept replaying this record because I wanted to hear the way they crafted these verses. I wanted to really envision how it was recording this song. And great imagery uh, from top to bottom on this record. Great verses, you know, no wasted lines. If you haven't heard the album, I would start there, like immediately play that. And then go back and start the album over. All right. Now, the one downside to this album, and I don't want to give like a full review. I just kind of wanted to give my opinion on the album. But the one downside to the album is the length. I've talked so many times about how many times I don't like. Like, I just want my albums to be, you know, in the 10 to 15 song range, in the 45 minute to an hour range. Like, that's enough for me. You know, I got a lot to do. I got a lot of music to listen to. I listen to way too much music as is. I don't really have time to sit down on 23 tracks. I'm sorry. I don't care who you are. I don't have time for it. Uh, but I did it. I did it. But it did take away from the other albums that came out this week that I wanted to touch on and I wanted to check out, such as Kevin Gates. I didn't get to that yet. Uh, I didn't get to listen to Logic yet. Uh, but um, I did take the time to really listen to uh, this uh, Wayne album because I wanted to digest it and really get an opinion on it. I do enjoy it. If you haven't checked it out, make sure you check it out. Let me know what you think about it. Also, let me know what you think about that Black album and what you think about us just ignoring Kanye West. Let me know if you think that's a good idea and if you think that'll work and if that'll help even. You know, I even think that might even help. If, if we ignore this nigga, maybe not only will he go away, but when he returns, 
he will be a better version of himself. And that's what we can do to help him out, all right, and help ourselves out, okay? Once again, my name is Stateline J. We're right around the 16-minute mark. You guys can follow me on social media, at Stateline J. No video this week, but I will put the audio on YouTube as well for you guys to listen if you want to listen to it on there. Make sure you're following and you're subscribed on iTunes and Google Play. Share it with a friend. Leave a review. Let me know what you think about the show. Some changes are coming because I am going to be bringing some people in. Um, and seeing what else we can do with this platform, okay? Uh, thank you for being patient. Thank you for listening. Once again, my name is Stateline J. Follow You Ever Heard Of. Visit youeverheardof.com for all the hip-hop and R&B artists you may not know you need to know, and I will catch you guys next week, all right?